Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. And today we're featuring another Built with Xamarin Story, an app built by American Airlines. I'm Matt Sokup, and today I'm joined by Kieran Gondla and Chandra Pashala from American Airlines and Alexi Strock from Microsoft's mobile customer advisory team. All right, so before we get into it, Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself, your development background, and what you do for American Airlines. This is Kiran Gandla, and I have been developing ever since I was in college and continuing to do so. I have started as C++ developer and then .NET and then went on to do some JavaScript framework development and still continuing to do some of the Angular stuff. I'm currently, currently the product technical lead for mobility, and I have been involved in creating a mobile apps using Cordova and some of the native native Android applications. So recently I had, had some exposure to Xamarin and React Native and stuff. And right now we have, act, we have started implementing Xamarin on a full scale and the, uh, I'm continuing to do so on Xamarin. All right. And, and, and Chandra, well, what about you? Is your role the same at American? And a little bit about yourself, too, if you can tell our listeners. Yeah, I, I have similar background as Kiran as well. I started on the .NET Framework 3.5 and uh, ASP.NET, um, then some some of the JavaScript frameworks. Then um, uh, uh, I overall, I have seven years of experience. And uh, recently, I started, like two years ago, I started with American Airlines. And uh, that's where my mob- mobile development uh, uh, exposure has been started, so um, I, I do have a Cordova experience too, and uh, started working in Xamarin uh, because um, I have similar background with the C Sharp. So, yeah, that's that's been that's been my experience. All right, and then Alexi, you're on the Microsoft Mobile Customer Advisory Team, or Mobcat, or MCAT. So tell us a little bit about what MCAT does. I think of you guys as like the mobile experts at Microsoft. You're out there in the real world and you're doing mobile development hardcore. So tell us a little bit about you and what the MCAT team does. Yeah, we work closely with various customers and doing lots of stuff with them, starting from the usual code reviews but also doing design and plan architecture, refactor code, discussing how to better approach specific issues, and basically helping them to succeed with their apps, delivering better, faster applications written in Xamarin. All right, very good. So now this app that we're going to talk about is a little bit different than the rest in that it's not available in the App Store. It's used internally at American. So, Karen, can you give us a rundown of what the app does? The application is basically a mobile platform for TechOps. It's a master application and also called as launcher app. So that is the application that is being used on different kinds of devices like and different kinds of OS versions, operating systems. And these are used by different user groups like employees, contractors, and this, the main purpose of this application is it provides single sign-on to multiple suite of apps with our IDB providers and also manages the user's validity throughout his shift duration. And this application is basically a data-driven application that is being controlled seamlessly through the admin site and the backend. And this application uses 
we communicate different kinds of messages to the end user like alerts or any upcoming changes updates or provide statuses to some kind of feedbacks and this the main purpose another key feature for this application is it provides easy navigation to the easy navigation of the app icons to the user irrespective of the device user logs into as these are the shared devices that are being shared by different different set of users and also additionally this app provides app usage for analytics and reporting based on what geographical area and what user type this 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 gives us leverage to modify our dashboard on how to show these apps and the some of the capabilities that includes are dark and light theme and offline capability. That's very cool. Um, so we hit on a bunch of things that were right there, and I, I got the tour of the app before we came on, before we started recording. And one of the neat things that it does that I thought it was super cool was that it, there's a message center on this app. And so this app is used out in the field by, like, let's say, mechanics working at certain airports. And what we see here is that like if there's a weather system coming through an airport, you can just target, let's say, Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth, and say that there's a big thunderstorm coming or something like that. So Chandra, can you tell us a little bit more about how you went about and implemented that portion of the of the application? Yeah, um, so um, we we have an admin side where where uh, admin can go in and uh, you know uh, send that particular message to. Um, you know, one station, let's say DFW, they can type in and whether it's a high priority or low priority and, uh, uh, you know, submit it. And uh, behind the scenes, we use the API where um, API does uh, does save that particular message to the database and also um, send it to the Azure notification hub. So um, a, a notification is sent to all the DFW devices. Now, notification hubs, that's that's going to be my new Azure service of the month whenever I do release this podcast, this one. So awesome. And But uh, Alexi, we just did some documentation that, uh, uh, that that Mobcat team helped me write. And it goes through like a reference architecture on sending notifications out to devices instead of having like the 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 device itself using the APIs and, and the DLLs or the, the libraries from notification hubs. It goes through a web API first. So can you kind of walk us through how, how that all works? Yeah, sure. And actually we started in this app, we started doing registrations directly from the app with notification hub. And Luckily, the documentation was almost up and ready for that, and we switched to registration through the API service for to be a proper architecture on how you should register for push notifications with notification Azure Notification Hub, and also send out all kind of notifications. So basically, you are registering your device through API service, providing device identifier or user identifier, and then backend knows this registration, basically. Whenever it needs to send a message to a specific device, you can select it by, let's say, in your scenario, by airport, and send out notifications only to that group of people. And with tags, it's very convenient to do uh, using Azure Notification Hub. And that's how I achieve it. And documentation, which is up and running already, uh, describes that. 
And I'll put a link to that docs in the show notes. But yeah, it's brand new documentation. It's one thing that we are trying as an overall team at Microsoft to do a, a super great job with is putting together that narrative of how anybody can go in as a mobile developer and get a full picture of how to use a mobile with Azure and get it from front to back using authentication, push notifications, how to use certain databases, the whole thing. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this app. And as long as we're on Azure, and we're kind of going off of what the app does, but we'll swing back to that. There are a couple different things that we're using that you're using with this app. And one of them is App Center. What I want to talk about first is that you're using Test Center and App Center. So give us a little uh, information on what you're doing there. So, yes. So we are using App Center for app analytics and app crashes. And what our goal would be is like right now it's all the all the app crashes and app analytics are more stored in app center but that is not really persistent so we would be using app insights where we would be exporting all the data from app center to the app insights at that point to run the reports by management staff directly like doesn't need to be an id involved there directly by our business users and and another thing that we are using like you mentioned test center is, is, it's for automation testing and App Center has got some huge number of different variety of devices, real hardware devices that are hosted in some some stack. And you can pick a device and it's it's up in few minutes and you can directly host your application and start doing your automation testing right there. So, and we are using our Xamarin UI test for our automation tool. All right, so let's get into a little bit about Xamarin UI test. Actually, no, I'm going to step back. So let's talk about App Insights. And so you mentioned before, when we were talking about the overview of the app, that it kind of customizes itself based off of how the users are using it. So if somebody's using, it's also a like a dashboard. So if somebody's using it um, one way, and so it'll customize itself so it makes it e- easier to use in that way. Is that Am I getting that part right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the dashboard is very, since this is data-driven, that gives us leverage to have a different dashboards for different sets of users. Let's say like you you are using a one suite of apps, like your top six apps that are being used might be different from other 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 set of users. So we would want to have that always displaying on your home screen. So we we can shift around those apps based on the user activities, how they use it. And based on like what is the app usage, we would we would be taking some appropriate decisions. Okay, and and that info information is coming from App Insights. Yeah, that that's the goal. Right now, it's it's coming to the database directly, but we would be right now we are having everything stored in App Center, but it's not persist. We want to ha- move everything to App Insights, and okay, from that is where like reports would be running, and the decisions would be making from there on. Uh, just to clarify for everybody else, is that the application, what it does partially is in addition to like the message center, it, it also gives you the dashboard where folks can actually go out and launch other apps that are pertinent to their job. So just kind of give you a, an over or so you can have it in your mind's eye of what the app is doing. So this is then a Xamarin Forms app genre. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. All right. So can you give us a a quick overview of the architecture that you built it with. I'm guessing it's going to be MVVM. 
Yeah, you're right. So um, we we have to support uh, existing uh, Samsung tab- tablets and also the new uh, the new iPads that we are we planning to deploy. So that's why we 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 chose Xamarin Form. So and um, when we are um, going to um, like what's the best way to go and when we met the, the Alexi and Alex Alex uh, we were given different options and um, uh, as we have the the you know the that .NET framework uh, experience uh, MVM like it's very familiar for us so that's why when we went went with the MVM framework as we were talking before, Alexi said that not only does or are we using Xamarin Forms, which everybody knows is our cross-platform framework, but one of the great things that Forms can do is that we can drop down into the native code without issue. And so, Alexi, do you want to give me a little overview of what you are um, doing with that? Yeah, absolutely. Even though we started with Xamarin Forms and developed quickly the user interface, there was a need to access the native functionality uh, in this particular case background functionality to do some requests periodically and in background uh, refreshing access token and that was easily done through fallback to native parts Xamarin iOS and Xamarin Android without need to reconfigure anything so you basically have instant access with native services to do that One of the other things that I saw that when we were going over the app before this is that it displays a lot of information about the device itself. And so can you tell me a little bit about how you went and got that information? Kieran, I'm going to let you go with this one. How do you go about getting some of that? What type of information are you gathering or displaying from the device? And how are you going about getting that? Yeah, for that, I would like to thank Xamarin Essentials team because that is the huge, huge thing. I love Xamarin Forms, but Xamarin Essentials is even, even more because all the the information that you just saw was using Xamarin Essentials. Like we use, we get app version. What when? Like is it the first time app launches or visited? What kind of device info? Like what is the device serial number? Everything like you get all, most of the details out of Xamarin Essentials and for what is the form factor? What and we use it for secure storage. So there is Xamarin Essentials is one of the key thing for this project. And we are in love with that Xamarin Essentials stuff. That gives us leverage to access a lot of native functions without having to write any of the native codes. I know the team will love to hear that information. I'll be sure to pass some feedback. So if, if you have any requests too, after the show, I'll take those requests and I'll pass on that too. So, so that will be good. Alexi was, our, Alexi was one of our help for that because we had some issues with some of the things, and we, in the very next releases of Xamarin Forms, that was addressed, like flyout menu displaying, and there were some other things, but that they, they were really quick to address them. Uh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, so, what I'm going to go back with Chandra. Um, so, one of these, or one of the main purposes of this app, then, is to go with. Um, you have to sign in for it. And so that's one of my favorite topics is identity. But you're not using Azure AD and you're not using B2C, which that's fine. But it kind of gave me a run through about how you're doing identity and how you're storing the tokens. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have internally um, 
currently we have two identity providers um, um we, we kind of migrating it to one but uh, currently we have to support two so um, as you know we have uh, lots of applications in our suit so um uh, when a user signs in we we have to keep the users um signed in for 10 hours so um and our cookie or the access token expires um like a two hours one hour two hours um what we have to do is that we are sending a silent notification uh, every one hour to the device uh, when the user signs in um, and uh, behind the scenes uh, we we call the all the services to uh, get the latest uh, the cookie and the access token um you know and uh, make it um, make it alive for next 10 hours so uh, that's so that's how we keep the user active uh, signed in in the and uh, also we provide uh, the access token and the cookie to other uh, users um, i mean other apps actually uh, using the keychain access group uh, that's uh, that's uh, that a um, platform specific uh, for ios so um, and um, yeah that's how we keep the user active for 10 hours and so yeah Authentication, identity—that's always that's always fun to deal with. So, since you will be offline, uh, Kira, could you give me a little heads up on what you're doing to handle all the offline data? So I can imagine that you're going to have to have an onboard database. So, yeah, how's that going? So we currently have it on SQLite, but we are planning to switch to uh, switch to Couchbase Lite and along with Azure Couchbase full version of a Couchbase in Azure server. So which would be doing the sync seamlessly and only the mutated values will be on sync so the less bandwidth will be used and we are so there is always a challenge on the challenge in the airport with the network so we wanted to mitigate some of them with you having the app to be offline capable and we are we are almost there to achieve that so we all the dashboard data that i was talking to about the data driven it's all stored in the stored in an app and that would be displayed and you even user go, user goes into non non internet area non network areas so he can still do his activity he can still launch other application he can still submit a feedback and all those are all stored in stored in a cache or the offline offline i mean in a sqlite or the couchbase lite database and that will be synced once you once he comes to an internet so it's all done in an offline manner so yeah, when you combine identity and you combine offline syncing and conflict resolution, if you have to get in that, that's really something that mobile developers have to deal with, and it's one of the hardest things that you have to you have to push through. And so, speaking of difficult things, Alexi, when you when you when you came over and and helped the American Airlines team, what was one of the hard things that you had to help them through? Uh, whether it's was architecture or a specific problem with building the app? What was one of the things that you thought, wow, this is, for this particular application, this is tough to figure out? Uh, essentially, this application is a launcher for different, many other apps. And the goal was to accomplish this with less effort. Because the app was originally developed uh, in different language and uh, we need to implement it for iOS and decided to go with Xamarin Forms. But still, uh, the challenge was lots of other applications to run. So 
we were working on solution on how to run them conveniently, even load them dynamically. And uh, that was the biggest challenge and still is having all these apps working together uh, using a single sign-on and smoothly for seamlessly for end user. All right. So we talked about the hard stuff. Chandra, what did you like the most about working with Xamarin or Xamarin Forms or even Azure? What did you enjoy most about working on this project? Um, me, um, as I mentioned, um, I'm a, I'm, uh, most of my uh, professional experience has been working on C-sharp. So uh, moving to Xamarin was like, uh, it, it, it wasn't uh, much, um, much effort. Uh, I just have to learn uh, like uh, one of the features like Xamarin Essentials and uh, uh, how it's uh, how it's uh, done uh, shared between uh, different platforms, Android and OS. Um, yeah, uh, one of the one of the biggest for me is that uh, Xamarin Forms has lots of um, samples on GitHub, almost on every feature, uh, and the documentation was really great. So. Um, so that's that's been the most uh, most thing I like about Xamarin Forms. I love that you said the documentation. That's one thing. Obviously, we talked a little bit about that before with the notification hubs example. But yeah, documentation is so important. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. And I've said it before on previous podcasts is that we want to get to the five minutes to delight on every single aspect, not only on the Xamarin, pure Xamarin, aspect, but also on using Azure with Xamarin, where you can sit down and write a sample application in five minutes, you have it working, and you think, oh, this is cool. So yeah, I love that 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 you said that, and that's where we're trying to get across all all services. So cool, and that's very important. So Karen, same question to you is, what do you like? What did you enjoy the most about working on this project? So we have started this project from the scratch using Xamarin. So got to learn a lot of stuff on xamarin what we i have i have expertise on mobile side like i know what mobile can offer and i i have c-sharp background so it wasn't a lot of learning curve there so that was quick so to meet the business deadline you got to be quick in designing something like this so this was kind of pretty important decision that we made to choose xamarin out of other things that we we have done some pocs and we are very happy with our end product so Shell Xamarin Shell is one of the key things. Like I, I didn't mention that, but that was, that is one of the awesome things. It gives a lot of things out of the box and like flyout menu or tab bar or whatever. Like you doesn't need to do. And navigation is a lot easier into Xamarin Shell, and like Xamarin Essentials, it gives so much flexibility irrespective of what OS you are on, and it is it is I love the way it's growing and and also like gradients. Like we use the background gradients. And that, like, we were actually planning to use some third-party, like, uh, Pancake View, and it is a powerful tool. But with Xamarin 4.8, even like gradients and themes, those are all like embedded in Xamarin form. So you you have less need to use any of the third-party things with every new release that Xamarin Forms is releasing, and with the hot reload or we use for UI design with the debug rainbows. So there are a lot of things that we love with Xamarin, like. And Xamarin UI tests, of course, it resides in the same solution for the automation testing. And and this is a Microsoft product and everything goes in sync. Like App Center also supports Xamarin apps. And so it's all like App Center, Azure, Xamarin. So it's all goes in sync. 
Is this just by you mentioning that we're using shell, you're using uh, gradients from uh, forms 4.8. This is a up-to-date, brand-new app, essentially. I mean, it's you're keeping it, you know, latest and greatest. So what did you, how did you feel about the gradients being put in there? I love them because I was using, like I said, I was using some third-party library for that, and and it it offers a lot more than just gradients, but I didn't find any better way. And with four with 4.8 release, you know, like, we, we try to keep up to date, like, whenever you guys release it, we try to update as soon as we can and try to implement and we never had any issues all all we had is like issues were resolved like a lot of issues were resolved like flyout menu was displaying when bottom tab or tab bar was there so that was re i think removed in 4.6 or 4.7 so and also there was some with html text type and 4.8 addressed that issue so there is always no challenge really like to update something and it, I recommend everyone to update like whenever you see a new version of Xamarin Forms, it actually reduces a lot of bugs. Yeah, the Xamarin Forms team really just, they keep on chugging along with the, with the other podcasts or the Xamarin uh, podcast I do with James is that we always have something new to talk about with Forms. So it always, it's a non-stop material for us. So let's talk about a couple other cool things that I saw while you were demoing the app for me. One of them being, and everybody loves it, dark mode. So Chandra, um, how hard was it to implement dark mode? It was. Uh, it wasn't much because um, we, we were able to keep on. Um, we, we were able to keep two two files for uh, dark and uh, uh, light mode. Uh, those are for the styles and the, the different. Uh, uh, images that we want to show. Um, all we have to do is that um, use the uh, examine essentials to find out whether it's in dark and uh, light and apply based on that. So it was really easy. It's that's really neat that it wasn't a lot of work to do, but yet you can give. It almost seems like a different app for the user, or it gives us such a, a fresh coat of paint, so to speak. And it's 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 a small thing, but it's a really big thing as far as uh, user interface stuff goes. And then another cool feature that I saw was the, is that when you push out those notifications, it's not a one-way street. The uh, user out in the field, you can essentially communicate back and forth on certain type of notifications. And so, Karen, could you give us just a little bit overview of what that is all about and then how you went about implementing that? Okay. So we just don't want our user to submit a feedback and we get it and we don't respond to that. Or we just respond to it once we're working on it or something like that and don't keep track of that some, some, somehow. So rather we want to have a constant communication between that. So it, it, acts, like, it acts as a thread. So once, once user submits a feedback, we have an admin that where we respond. And Azure Notification Hub comes into picture to send any notification that we're going to put in respond to the feedback so that user is aware of that and user can have a constant chat between that particular issue like we say like we are working on it or what is the issue and we can have that constant thread going around until the issue is fixed so that gives user more leverage and also the person who is working on it the more attention on the, what the actual subject is that's that's great. So notification hubs, you can do broadcast messages to all the devices in the field. You can do it to like a subset of devices in the field, like ones that are just registered from working at a certain airport, let's say. And then you can even do notifications to 
a particular user for for um, ongoing feedback to help them out. So that's you're really using the full gamut of what uh, notification hubs can do, and that's awesome. So all right, all right, everybody, we're gonna go back now and do the pick of the pod, Alexi. What is your favorite thing that you're using this week? Um, so my friend from Virginia sh- shared with me this app, which is contact tracing app. Apple and Google partner on that and uh, provided that these APIs and everyone was talking about them, but uh, eventually no one has implemented anything. And my friend recently shared an app COVID-wise, which actually provides you that functionality with ability to get notifications of exposure and submit if you were exposed. And uh, yeah, now I feel safe, even though this app is for Virginia, <laughs> I still feel safe looking at zero exposures over time. <laughs> I guess you just have to pick up and move to Virginia. I'm assuming you don't live in Virginia, but... <laughs> no, I don't. I live in Washington. And Chandra, what is your favorite thing of the week? Um, I don't have any other apps, but uh, I started working on a Android Android version for this uh, this same app, and I found that I don't have to keep uh, uh, fonts and uh, images in uh, Android and iOS uh, in different um, projects. Uh, was I learned that uh, I can keep both in common project and use in uh, in different uh, platforms so that's a cool thing and i'm really excited to use that feature in examining forms that is a super cool thing that's i love it i love it and and, and karen up to you now what is your favorite thing of the week a lot of things and to name one i would say like i have been more concentrating on cloud recently so i would say app services is one of the thing that I loved it. So how it is like it's a platform as service and what it's giving at the price is very interesting. So it is it is exciting to use app services. So I was leaning towards Kubernetes and then actually re- decided to go with app services based on what it offers and how much learning curve there is like with a .NET background and all with if you're you're going to use something else there is a lot of learning curve but with with app services it is so much easier to implement that with just knowing with the knowledge already you have so that is one of the cool things awesome gotta love it gotta love your app services all right guys where can everybody find you alexi where if i want to follow you on twitter or want to see your github where can i find you you can find me using my first and last name, which is Alexis Strach, and you can find me everywhere, like Twitter, GitHub, Instagram. <laughs> All right, and Chandra? I'm on GitHub and Twitter with the username P. Chandra Vadan. Cool, and then Kiran? You can find me anywhere with Kiran Ganla. All right, and I'll put all that in the show notes. And, of course, I'm Codemail Matt, Twitter, GitHub. I don't know, I'm not on Instagram, I'm not that young or cool, but... Twitter and GitHub, of course. And, well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me here on this customer success story. I really enjoyed it. Um, It's cool to see that a very large company like American Airlines is using Xamarin and building a successful app with it. And with that, 
Thank you very much, and we'll talk to everybody next time. 